0: we we'll Hello, good evening, and welcome to the latest latest episode of The Magicast. I'm your host, Scott Monroe. Welcome to episode 175. It's another solo pod, it's just me on my own. Um, I won't keep you long because my pizza's in the oven, so I'll probably be talking to you for about 20 minutes or so. You're here to get to hear my adults, dulcet Wiltshire tones, as Roma have won two games in the space of four days without conceding the goal and scoring three goals. And all from open play. Uh, i or do a quick review of both games. Uh, Roma one Genoa nil, And Roma 2, Fiorentina 0. Where Dodo, again, was sent out to be extinct. Um, last time by Stefan Al when Roma beat Shakhtar Donetsk. This time by Nikola Zaleski. As Dodo picked up two stupid yellow cards in the space of 10 minutes or so. And uh, Fiorentina were down to ten men, or as uh, the guys on BT Sport said, Red Dodo, or Dodo Red, or either or. But now uh, uh, just uh, Roma are now unbeaten in four games to start 2023, uh, so they've won. Three game, no, the three games uh, without conceding, and then drawing one against Aserm Land two two. So it's a, been a good start to twenty twenty three after a a bit of a sluggish end to twenty twenty two. So I'll talk about the game on Thursday. Uh, another packed out Stadio Olimpico as per last night. Uh, so Roma defeated Genoa one nil. Um, Alberto Gelidino's, um Saria B side, who I think they, under Gillardina he's done pretty well. I think it's four games. One defeat, which is against Roma. That that was their first game since Boxing Day. They haven't played since Boxing Day. Um which I do miss Serie A teams playing in Boxing Day. They did it a couple of years ago, but they didn't do it. They haven't done it since. I remember the ten games on uh on the streaming service over here in the UK. And then Roma beating Sassuolo thanks to Zaniolo's wonder goal. I digress, I digress, I digress. Um, But Roma uh, created a lot of chances, had a lot of corners, and had Paolo Dybala uh, to thank after he came on, I think just after an hour, and um, scored a wonderful solo-esque goal. Um, I thought Roma looked okay. a lot of block chances. They didn't really test the goalkeeper that much. My I think his name is Martinez. Um, I think he was a Spanish goalkeeper or Argentinian. Um, don't quote me. I may be wrong. He pulled off... A, he had. He made a couple of good saves, but I didn't... <clears throat> excuse me. I thought Roman did okay. They um, did test the Genoa back three at times. Genoa actually didn't play too bad. They... Gave Romans back three a uh, quite a few problems, especially with the uh, the target man. Um, oh, his name baffles me; it, it escapes me. Sorry, um, but he did pretty well, um, and he gave um, Kumbula, who actually played with a broken hand, and he actually played last night with a broken hand or broken fingers, um, and he gave him a bit of problem. Uh, Roma didn't really. I think they they play sorry I I'm I'm just finding the lineups actually so roman went ru patricio mancini cumbulo bagnese zaleski bove matic alshray but on google he's known as el forone and then pellegrini zaniolo and abraham it was massimo coda the the um the general striker so it was martinez uh ban mateus Banyi. oh, god the uh, uh very mm, dependable I wouldn't say dependable defender uh, dragosin Voyajo, uh, Sabelli, Galdames, badao stwaro chibora who looks like a baltic henchman and then yauchin the turkish striker and uh, Yao yauchin and koda did give romes back three a bit of problems um i thought Zanielli struggled a little bit um he seems to be off form a little bit and there's talks of in the press that roma may are willing to, uh, to sell them to the Premier League. There's reports of Nottingham Forest, who have just started to pick up form, and they signed about 20 players in in the summer. I don't know if they want to add a couple more to their squad, and I think Tottenham were looking in the summer, and um, it wouldn't surprise me if we may see Zaniello leave. Um, Bove got... an uh, another start, and he actually got a start last night, I thought he was quite impressive he did pick up a yellow card on Thursday and he picked up a yellow card yesterday Um, but the stats what was it 25 shots on goal, 5 on target uh, 16 corners Um, Genoa had 7 shots and 2 on target to 1 corner, and gave away 17 fouls to Romans Um, 4 it was just I was surprised that it took so long for Roma to score. It took to the 64th minute. Dabala was on for what? I'm looking. Sorry, I'm looking. Uh, like, he came on at half time for Pellegrini, who picked up an injury. So it took 19 minutes for him to come on and score. Um, I'm happy that they got the win and they got there. They will either play <clears throat> Napoli or Cremonese. They play later this week. And the report is that that's the game that has an all-female officials, which is really wonderful to see. I think the referee in that game, my name escapes me, and I do apologise. I did see it on social media earlier. I did see Patrick Kendrick, the uh, English commentator for the World Feed. Uh, He said that I think she was the lineswoman in one of the games in Serie A -A 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 early in the season. Which is which is really great to see. Um so they play later in the week. Napoli uh Roma get to the quarterfinals. It's that this is a competition I really would like Roma to go far in. They've got the opportunity. Napoli Cremates, I think the game's on Thursday. because oh, there's it's there's a game tomorrow night and then it's the super copper. Don't quote me on this. this. I'm just going through the fixtures. It's tomorrow. My apologies. I've given you some duff information. I apologize. So it's napoli cremonese tomorrow. Atalanta-Spezia, which is a lovely kickoff time at 2 o'clock, 3 p.m. on a Thursday in Italy. Lovely uh, lovely timing for the fixtures. say bologna at f- uh, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock uh, Italian time. And Juventus-Monza. And that will be on... 8 o'clock kickoff. so Inter at home for their quarter-final, and that looks like it's going to on the 31st, and Roma <clears throat> will be away to the winners of napoli Cremonese, and that will be the 1st of February. So, it's an opportunity. Semi-finals are two legs, and they're in April, so you've got two months to wait due to Serie A and the European commitment, so it's an opportunity for Roma to see if they can get past either Napoli or Cremonese. Um, Napoli just beat Juventus 5-1. In all honesty, it could have been about 9. Um, Atalanta won 8-2 yesterday against San Antonio. That could have been 12 or 13 if it wasn't for Ochoa or Atalanta hitting the post a couple of times. That was uh, that was two entertaining games to watch. But yeah, um, happy for the win. It was a banana yeah, it was a like a banana peel, not win. The we, These are the type of games that Roma struggle in against a team that promoted, relegated, have set up really well uh, under Giardino. They look quite strongly defensively, like they've blocked everything. But yeah, good to happen to get the win. On yesterday's game, uh, Roma 2, Fiorentina 0. That uh, is a... Second win against Fiorentina under Mourinho at the I Remember last last season that was Roma's um, first game of Mourinho's era. That was a three one win. Drogowski got sent off in this game, and then Dodo got sent off in last night's game. It was it was an interesting game. I thought Roma did okay. Um they struggled at times, especially in the second half after Dodo's red card before because Vincenzo Italiano was really bold. So he took off Alfred Duncan and put put on Nicolas Gonzalez, who is wanted by Leicester over here in the Premier League for like I think there was a uh, an offer of like or a bid of like thirty-four, thirty-five million euros. So they went like four two three with Okone Jovic. And Gonzalez on the ring, on the wings, and had um, the two central midfielders. They brought on Castro really on later in the game. It was good to see him come back. He he suffered a really bad knee injury last year, and it was good to see him come back. But it was the Paulo Dybala and um, Tammy Abraham show. It was um, Dybala scored twice. On the fortieth minute and the eighty second minute, the one on the the eighty second minute clinched the game, and it was um, it was needed. So they had um, Amrabat and Bonaventura, Kwame on the wings as well. So Roma went three four one two. Patricio, Mancini, Smalling, Kumbulla. Kumbulla actually played as I said; earlier, played with a broken hand or broken fingers. Cela on the right, Zaleski on the left, Bove and Cristante in the middle. Bove's first Serie A start. Pellegrini de Dybala and Abraham up top as the Trident uh, Fiorentina went 4-2-3-1 Tariciano in goal Dodo Milenkovic Igor Boragi Amrabat who was Fiorentina's best player and there was a there was a nice picture opportunity for Mourinho and Amrabat to be talking on after the game I managed to take a picture of it and it went a little bit viral and know other people have taken it and used it as their own no problems so it was Bat and Duncan, Kwame, Bonaventura, Kony, and Jovic. Um, it was a bit of a static first 25-30 minutes up until Dodo's red card. The first yellow was a stupid little tug back. And then I think that was on Zaleski. And then the second foul was on Zaleski. As Zaleski was uh, running down the left-hand side. Um... It was so they it, so who came on? I am looking on the team. Sorry, Venuti came on and they and he took off Alfred Duncan. So he sort of went four, two, three and it was Amrabat and Bonaventura on uh, in the middle and then Kwame Kone Njovic. So it's like a four four one or a four two three. It's quite bold. It sort of played into Roma's hands at times if they decided to go a bit direct and use, use Abraham against Milenkovic and Igor. Igor picked up a, a stupid yellow card on Abraham in in the second half. But in the first half we saw Tammy Abraham and Paulo Dybala linking up. It was like Totti Cassano in, in the good old years. They linked up brilliantly for the first goal uh, through ball to Abraham, chest down and Dybala's volley which took a deflection off Milenkovic and then sort of wrong, not wrong-footed but just caught um, Taracano out um happy to score just just before half time um but the second half was quite strange you thought roma would put the the foot down and pretty much go for it but they were quite conservative and probably wanted Fiorentina to come on to them so they can hit them on the break which they have done in the past where they tend to sit deep, they did this under Paulo Fonseca quite a lot and then they hit them on the counter and as you saw the second goal, it was a wonderful um, ball over the top from Brian Cristante through to Tammy Abraham who squared it straight to Barlo, who who um, who made it tap home from close range uh, I think it was 10 goals in all competitions this season Honestly, as one of, we had a question earlier from Joey Palmieri, who has been a, a guest on the show, but um, he said that, and I was thinking this yesterday, where would Roma be without Dabala? I tend not to think about it. I think we could be quite low on the table. It seems this team is tried to be built on Paulo Dybala and tried to get the best out of him. When Roma play with him, Roma are a completely different side. And as you've seen, but when they play without him, they just look completely lost. He was outstanding yesterday. And it looks like now after four or five months of this serie A season, we get to see the best of Tammy Abraham and Paolo Dybala linking up together. 'Cause they them two, yes, they were outstanding. And it was as I said, I will repeat myself, or I will say it again and then again and again. It's like watching Totti and Cassano back in the day in like the O two, O three, O three, oh four seasons where they would just can't see link up nicely. You got this lovely one touch football. And it is really exciting to see. You got to see Tammy Abraham in 2023 has scored one one crucial goal away at AC Milan. The header off the line in the last minute against Bologna. And now two assists yesterday against um, Fiorentina. So he started off 2023 well. He did the same last year with 2022 where he started off really well when he scored against AC Milan. I think he may have scored against Juventus. That was quite a long ago. But it gives Roma some impotence now impotent no wrong word to use wrong words it gives them a bit of confidence and a bit of it gives them something to look forward to going into the game against Spezia and then you have got the game against Napoli in a couple of weeks also which is going to be I'm not looking forward to that but it gives them something to to push on to so you've got it's it's crazy at the not at the not at the top but the middle section of Serie A um so Roma are seventh. They've won two at the last five, so they're unbeaten in five in Serie A. They've got thirty-four points, but the, the downside is they've only scored twenty-three goals in eighteen games, but they've conceded sixteen, so they've got the goal difference at seven. Atalanta who won eight-two yesterday are on the same points. So Lazio. They won at Sassuolo. So that, but they've got so Atalanta and Lazio have got a better goal difference. Um Lazio have got plus 16. Atalanta have got plus 14. But Roma have got plus 7. But then you've got Inter, Juventus, AC Milan, and then Napoli are streets ahead. They're on 47 points. They're they're 9 points ahead of AC Milan uh, and 10 points ahead of Juventus and Inter. So... Now, uh, Roma have got like a cushion of points. So they're, what, nine points ahead of Udinese, who lost yesterday at home to Bologna. So they've got a nice buffer from Udinese, whose form has sort of fallen off a cliff recently. But but Roma, it's interesting that for fifth, sixth, and seven, this goal difference is the difference. And they're only just three points behind. Inter, Juventus and just four points behind um, Milan who are second. It's crazy. If one team can get a massive run of form and just see the the teams at the top just drop off, it could be interesting because Milan drew 2-2 against Roma last week and they drew 2-2 away at Lecce. They were 2-0 down. Juventus, who won, won eight in a row without conceding got absolutely humbled and they lost 5-1 at Napoli. Inter, I didn't get to watch the game on Saturday, but they beat Verona one 0 a Latara Martinez, but they've got the Super Copper in midweek, and then they've got the game against Empoli on on Monday evening. So it's going to be interesting. Um, at times I was impressed with Roma, and then there was times I was thinking, what are you doing? Trying to play out out of the back against a team who presses high and who look to to get something like from a set piece or from a Roma mistake. But we got the win. I think. It was important to get the win after you saw Lazio winning at Sassuolo with Atalanta winning against San Natana, just to ease the pressure off and put the pressure back on the tie, back on the teams above them, because that's all it's going to go down to. This Serie A this season is it's been amazing, and there's so many stories left to be told. But yeah, yeah. There's there's more important games to go. If Roma can get a result away at Spezia, they can go into the game against Napoli with a free hit, maybe to see if so, they can get something out of it. But no, nah, good win last night. Really, really important. And it was good to see Barve start again. Uh, I thought he did okay. Um, he runs. Uh, I think Marino says he runs around like a like a lot, like a puppy um uh, which is very good it brings a lot of energy into the midfield um and then there was that lovely interaction between Amrabat and Mourinho and I did put the tweet up fancy coming to Rome question not a didn't question mark but could be a, an option further down the field um we come to listeners questions we got a couple um we got 3 thank you to Calvin Jan and Joey um, Joey, I've pretty much answered your question already. How far down the table would Roma be without Paolo De Fala? Mid table? Um it's quite scary to think that he's been the fulcrum to this Roma team without him we would be struggling. Oh, dare not to think about it. Um Jan asked a really good question finances in Roma can a club survive or and or do as well as right now considering they might run out of cash I know they lost a lot of money the previous financial year I did some not some research I looked at I think it was over 200 million euros which is you coming out the year with COVID I know attendances have been high I know Roma have only spent a lot on wages but have a net spend of what 7 million euros i want i wonder this is me thinking that they might try and get rid of some players soon if they don't make champions league there's probably a couple of assets that i know people don't want to talk about that they can they may have to get rid of um if they make Champions League, that'd be amazing. That The financial implications of Roma making Champions League would be absolutely amazing. And just think about what, what they could do next season. But, yeah, no, that's a really, really good question. And uh, it's something I don't really want to think about straight away because there's still, what, four or five months left of the season. But never know. Um, if they sell Saniolo... That might help the cash flow a little bit, but that's probably a podcast for a different day. And um, we could probably talk about the finances at Roma. Um, Calvin, uh, uh, Irish Romanista. This is a really, really good question. There are obviously many, many, many things for Roma to improve, but one rare thing that's actually working is the defence with just 16 goals all season, 12 outside that Udinese horror show. Why do you guys th- think that is? Is it organisation? Are improving or smalling? I think it's probably all of the above. I think Mourinho really does input a really good, strong defence. When he became the Chelsea manager and when they won that first uh, Premier League title in They, I think they conceded was it 16 goals all, all season in uh, the Premier League. But I think if the defence has been really, really solid all season, it has, I think Roma have one of the best defensives in Serie A, if I'm not mistaken, with just 16 goals conceded. But Ibanez improving, definitely. I know he had a bit of a horror show against um, Lazio. Smalling's been outstanding all season, and hopefully they sort out the contracts ASAP. Mancini's come into his own recently, um, which is really, really good. Um, And he's not picking up yellow cards. He's been really sensible. He's been really disciplined recently, Um, but it's really, really, it's really good to see because Roma previously under Paolo Fonseca have struggled. They conceded a, bucket load of goals in all the games that they played last season oh, last season previous uh couple of seasons i think they conceded close to 100 odd goals 140 goals somewhere in all competitions they were quite open but now they seem to be a lot lot. um it's they seem to be a lot um calmer not i'm, I'm trying to think of a good they seem to be the defence seems to be working. Um, I'm rambling on, and I apologise. But the defence seems to be the only solid output at the moment because the attacking output hasn't been great. They seem to be more solid and more dependable in the back three. The defence, like in the last few games, bar the AC Milan game, Milan at home playing a, a low block five four one for 70-80 minutes, it wasn't great, but they were really solid last night. They're Small in, bar the yellow card, really kept Jovich quiet. Kwame had some moments. Mancini was excellent. I thought Mancini and Kumbula would... I think Kumbula was probably my man of the match, bar the baller. But yeah, they've been really dependable. Um, but guys, thank you very much for the questions. I've rambled on for a little bit, way too long. 23 minutes. My dinner's almost ready. I've got pizza. Um, guys, you can follow us at com. Can find all our previous podcasts on the on the website. You can find uh, all our podcasts on the uh, the podcast platform, so your yeah, Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, Podbean. Uh, I apologise for going um, um about twenty five times. I am really sorry. It's been a long day. It's Monday evening, uh, but no, thank you for for listening. I, I apologise if I've waffled on. You you can follow me at, on Twitter at Scott underscore Monroe we will be probably be back next week to review the Spezia game and probably get uh, a guess for the big game the following Sunday against Napoli but that's enough for me enjoy the football this week it's going to be interesting you've got some a game tonight you've got Empoli Sampdoria you've got the Coppa Italia games you've got FA Cup replays you've got Premier League you've got etc etc. you've got I think you've got Coppa Italia but that's enough from me enjoy your enjoy your week enjoy your monday evening ciao force aroma thank you very much